Hello, and welcome to this edition of Audible Scripts Behind the Scenes Interview. I'm your host, Deborah Mark, and today we're going to talk to Chris and Will about their first Audible Script production, One Last One. We will also introduce you to some of the cast and find out what it was like to work on this supernatural, action-packed Audible script. Joining us, writer Chris Lewis, writer, director, and actor Will Lewis, associate producer Callan Dorval, Anna Tyree, who plays Alina, Joey McRae, who plays Lanier, and Sam Kernett, who plays Jedediah. Welcome, everyone. Hi, Hi Deborah. Hello. Hello. Thank Hello. you so much for being here. Hello. My first question is for Chris and Will. How did you guys come up with the idea for an Audible script, and how does it compare to a typical audiobook? Uh, Deborah, this is Will. I'll, I'll take a stab at that one, Chris, if you don't mind. Um, the we were there's a, uh, a, a screenwriter's website called uh, readthrough.com, which allows a screenwriter to upload their script, and it gets read by actors, voice actors who volunteer on the site. And the idea is to get is to allow the writer to download an audio uh, of their script being performed or read and make make improvements to the dialogue to the conversations in the script and you know maybe also the action and so one day i was using that site and i was listening to uh just how i I was astounded amazed impressed at how uh good for lack of a better term all the performances were from the from the actors who were volunteering to read the story and uh, the the idea just kind of popped into my head well you know what if we could develop a product uh, like an audiobook where you know we, we we have actors performing the different roles in a movie script and so uh, that's kind of how audible scripts was born and to compare it to a typical audiobook i would say the obvious is we we have more than just a single voice actor performing the story you know we've got different voice actors for every character uh also the stories tend to be a little shorter i mean movies run about two hours long so that is the you know that's that that's about how long an audible script uh takes to listen to and the upshot of that i guess compared to an audiobook story is that our stories tend to be more focused uh more action oriented you know we've got more things going on we don't it's not really permissible in a in a screenplay to allow the audience to hear what the main character is thinking so we don't get a a lot of these long passages where we uh you know get where the audience listens to the main character's emotions or their thought process or anything like that the challenge is as a screenwriter is to get all of is to get those types of things across to the audience using action using what the character does and what the character says to other characters in the story. And so uh, the, the, the end product is a story that tends to move a lot faster and is more geared toward people or the characters in the story doing things as opposed to just thinking or looking at things. So, you know, those are a couple of the, of the, of the biggest differences. So it's much more involved pretty much also, right, Will? From an acting perspective, absolutely. Definitely. And, you know, from a directing perspective with if you've got a script with four audible script with 40 characters, 
that's 40 people you have to manage with 40 different schedules and 40 different uh, uh, schedules in terms of availability and, and, and things of this nature. So, and, uh, you know, things always come up, they, you know, that's just how life is. And so it's, it's, it, it, it's not something you can just hand over to a narrator and say, you know, go, you know, go hide in a closet for two months and, and record this. And then when you're done, bring it back to me. Uh, no, it's much more interact. It's, it's a much more uh, interactive development process in terms of producing the end product. And so it, it, it in that respect, it is a lot more uh, complex or complicated. What was the genesis of this vampire story? Let's start with Chris, since we didn't hear from him in that last question. Uh, well, the genesis for this story, it, you know, it's funny. This is probably a good question for Will to uh to uh oh, to I'm start sure he'll with. pipe in. But <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> the uh the story was was born uh completely with him. Um and I'll let him tell the story, but he was at a film festival um and it just popped into his head. And I didn't get introduced to this idea until, you know, months later when he had already planned out and uh, a lot of the details and had uh sketched out how he wanted it uh, to flow, how he wanted the story to flow and the, the plot uh, ideas that he had. So he brought me in uh, when a lot of stuff had already been developed. And of course, I was able to lend a lot of my creative expertise to enhance the foundation that he had already set for the story. So um, I think, uh, you know, it, it, my role in, in, Generate in creating a story was probably a little bit of a uh, more minimal than my role in introducing new ideas, new perspectives to what Will had already put together. All right, so Will, what would you like to add? Uh, I I would just say that you know yeah I was at a film festival pursuing my acting career. I had no desire or drive or interest in becoming a screenwriter in this trilogy for a vampire story just popped into my head. And so the, it, it felt so compelling. I had to go out and teach myself screenwriting in order to get it down on paper. And, uh, you know, I'll sort of, uh, just reiterate and, 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 uh, acknowledge what Chris said that, uh, he came in with, with a lot of creative ideas for the story in areas where I, I was, you know, I'd pretty much hit a block the uh, opening scene attack on Alina's village was all Chris's idea, you know, because I was, I was at a point where the feedback I was getting was just saying that, that the opening just wasn't really, there was nothing exciting or interesting happening in the first five or 10 pages. And, you know, as soon as I brought Chris on board, that's one of the first things he, uh, first ideas he generated. He said, you know, we need to, we need to, uh, to, to, to have an attack, a very vicious attack on Alina's village and, 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 show that to the audience as a way to get them uh, on her side and, and, and build a little empathy for her character. And so that, that, that's what we did, and that's, uh, that's, that's how it ended up, and I think it turned out great. Will there be another series of Audible scripts produced? And if so, will you write them yourselves or hire other writers to create, to create them? Very good question. We, uh, we do intend to produce a lot more scripts. Uh, there are some... We are actually in the process right now. I can't say a whole lot, but we are talking to other writers, other screenwriters, uh, trying to work uh, an arrangement 
to buy their scripts and actually produce them as as uh, an audible product. So there, you, you will see more coming from us uh, in the fr coming from Audible scripts in the near future. So, you know, keep an eye out on your uh, you 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 can uh, actually follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, or SoundCloud. And uh, Chris, you want to throw our uh, website address out there so people can get more information on uh, what we've got coming up. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, you can find us online at www audiblescripts.com Callan, at one point in the production, you were the narrator on this project. What were some of the things that you enjoyed about that experience, and do you have plans to narrate other stories in the future? Yeah, in the kind of beginning stages, I had done the narration on the readthrough.com website that Will was talking about earlier, and it, it, I was kind of just starting to get interested in voice acting at that point, and I thought, oh, I should, I should be doing some stuff for practice and really work on, you know, my stamina and things like that. And, and this project cropped up, and it said something like, oh, there's, there's 590 lines. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> well, that sure would be good practice for stamina, for sure. So, so I did it, and I read through it, and I really liked how. I was able to just be so immersed in this story. It wasn't like, oh, here's your scene, read your lines for your scene, and you're not really sure what's going on in the big picture. I was able to to be the story, and it was really cool. Um, but it was really difficult, too. I mean, people people think like, oh, you're just reading, but it takes a lot out of you, right? Because you have to put so much emotion into it, and especially if you're especially if you've got a setup where you're standing, it can be it can be hard on your body and hard on your emotions too when you're trying to put so much into it but but it was it was really a lot of fun um i would probably uh narrate in the future i definitely have to practice a bit more at it because because it is it was really hard for me um so yeah i would probably do a lot more practice reading out loud wherever i can and and uh yeah i think it would be fun to narrate in the future oh thank you all right so let's move on and talk with our actors let's start with anna you play the main character, Alina. What was it about this character that appealed to you? Um, hi. Um, what did it appeal to me? I have always been a huge fan of um, like supernatural, paranormal kind of films. Um, I've always enjoyed playing kind of powerful women. Um, not that I'm a feminist or anything, but I just enjoy um, women that have strength. And obviously, Alina is um, a supernatural and very strong character. And it's not very often as an actor that you get to play roles like this. So um, it was definitely a, a really good opportunity. And I was also on the readthrough.com. That's how I got involved um, in the first place. And so yeah, for me, it's the same sort of thing. I was practicing um, my voiceover work because I haven't really done that much in terms of voiceover. So it was a, a new area of performance that I was moving into and stumbled across these fabulous scripts and uh, and yeah I was very lucky to ask to, to be asked to be a part of it so yeah, it was great fun. What did you find to be your biggest challenge and what did you find to be the most fun as you played Alina? Okay so I, I guess the biggest challenge the biggest challenge as a voice actor is the fact that you can only communicate with your voice um, you know you, you can't show anything through your face or through your body or um, special effects costumes it's even difficult even though we were sometimes recording with the other voice actors 
altogether, it's still difficult to get that same sort of that, that bounce off one another. Um, so it's I guess the difficulty is showing a range of emotion and showing a well-rounded character such as Alina was um, with just the power of your voice. Um, but I, I don't know, I think we got there. <laughs> um, but it certainly took a few, quite a few takes each time to really eke out the right kind of emotion, the right kind of feel for the scene. And I guess the most fun, I really enjoy doing the angry stuff. Um, I think I'm quite a, a placid and mellow person in real life, so it's quite nice to be able to um, to get angry. And, and also some of the techniques that, that Will had us doing to get the emotion out was to, um, to allow us to just improvise around uh -huh. the, the script. And that was always fun to see where you, sometimes you didn't know where things were going and someone would just throw a curveball in there and that, that was always fun. What? I can vouch for that. Oh. <laughs> I can vouch for that. I can vouch for the the claim that Anna got extreme delight out of uh, uh, out of her fury scenes. <laughs> whenever Anna got got upset or angry or mad with Terrence, I, I can I can <laughs> definitely uh, uh, I can support that hundred percent. Yep. Vouch <laughs> Can you tell us something unique about yourself, Anna? Um, oh, there's so many things. <laughs> tell us I, all. <laughs> tell all. Okay, a couple of unique facts about Anna. Um, I have played Lara Croft in in a, in now two fan films, Lara Croft fan films, um, which was an amazing experience. As I'm a huge fan of the Tomb Raiders, um, I am one of eleven children. Oh wow! I, I used to have an irrational fear of wet tea bags. Uh, <laughs> how did you overcome those how did you overcome that fear i um i was put up for a job as a tea girl <laughs> so i had no choice and my work involved working with wet tea bags for a short time <laughs> so i, I had wow. to face my fear full on um but well, wait, that... That, i think that's really really interesting let's just go back to that for a second <laughs> how did you come up with that fear why were you fearful okay so I don't consider myself an irrational person whatsoever. However, um, I have very vivid dreams, and I had a very vivid dream about chewing on a wet tea bag, which in my dream was making me feel quite nauseous. So I woke up feeling quite sick, and then every time I saw a wet tea bag or had to handle a wet tea bag, I would have a gag reflex. Um, so that's how it came about. And then you know how people tease you? They hear you have an irrational fear, so they... Yes purposely wave wet tea bags in your face or oh no <laughs> put put a, t a wet tea bag in their own mouth to make you feel unwell there was lots of that going on um but yes i i felt it was silly and and irrational and it needed to be dealt with so well i'm glad I, you got over that <laughs> thank you <laughs> clowns are weird yeah all right will my next question is for you so you're pulling double, no, triple duty for this production as writer, director, and actor. What was your decision process like for casting yourself as Terrence, and would you do it again? Well, uh, I really didn't set out to play Terrence. I mean, truth be told, when I wrote the screenplay, okay, I kind of had myself in mind <laughs> when, uh, you know, to play the role of Terrence, you know. If the, in other words, when that big Hollywood producer came along and said, I want to buy your script, I'd say, okay, but you got to take me with you. <laughs> of course, that didn't happen. 
so when we sort of shifted gears and, and decided to produce an Audible script, uh, again, on the, on the website read-through, I went through and I requested, uh, first of all, that, 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 that there were not a whole lot of uh, African-American actors on uh, read-through. But the ones that I that I did find, I requested all of them because it was, you know, I, I, I wanted I wanted to make sure that I had someone who could portray an African-American character very believably. And out of all, I think it was about nine or ten uh, voice actors that I requested on. None of them responded for Terrence. I'm not a, I know not a, not a single, single one. one. Not a single one. I was crushed. Well, okay, I wasn't really crushed <laughs> because that meant that I had to do right, it. Yeah. Right. And so I, I, I did, I performed. And when we ended up moving away from the read-through site and performing uh, live uh, with other actors uh, online, it was, uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, working with Anna, uh, you know, uh, all the scenes that we recorded with uh, uh, Terrence and Alina were, were, were very powerful. They, they were very challenging. And I mean, it was a lot of fun. I mean, sometimes we'd sit uh, in our session and just do take after Anna knows, take after take mm -hmm. after take until we got what we were looking for. But it was always fun. I mean, it was never like uh, we were sitting there and, and, and this thing was just dragging on and on and on. Uh, I got real enjoyment out of out of playing Terrence, and I, I hope that Anna enjoyed it just as much. Absolutely. Uh, and it, it was it wasn't work. It didn't feel like work. And so in that respects, I, I, I'm kind of glad that it worked out that way. But the downside, I guess, if there is a downside, is that it is it it is mentally like grabbing one half of your brain with one hand and the other half with the other hand and just peeling it apart. That is how I would describe the process of directing and acting in the same scene. I can imagine. Because, yeah, because you, you have your director point of view and responsibilities you're trying to attend to. And at the same time, you're trying to stay in character and deliver your lines, you know, the, the, the way the scene calls for. And I got to tell you, you know, I got to give mad props to Kevin Cosner or <laughs> um, Tyler Perry or any of these actors in, 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 who perform in movies who are able to direct themselves. Now, truth be told, there's probably an assistant director who takes over when they are in front of the camera, right, right. For, the, for, for their scenes. And I didn't have that. So a lot of a lot of times I was, you know, Anna probably wondered sometimes why I was, why it was taking me so long to say anything. That was the process of me trying to push my brain back together because I'm trying to play, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be Terrence and direct the scene at the same time. And it's a very difficult thing to do. Anna, was he, was he a good actor to work with? Yeah, really. What's good about Will is he, um, he really kind of took um whatever I was giving to him so he really he would change his performance depending on my performance you know so um so yeah generous actor I think so Will what did you enjoy more the acting or the directing oh <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say I enjoyed the acting 
more really? because it's simple. Sim yeah, <laughs> because it's 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 straightforward. It's simple. You do your lines. You get in. You get out. You're done. Directing most of the work of, of directing takes place behind the scenes. You know, like eighty percent of the work as director that I had to do to uh, to, to you know to work on this production. Nobody's ever going to see it. You know, because it's not even the actors. You know, it's stuff like you know putting together the schedule, uh, making sure all of the scenes are accounted for, scheduling reshoots, uh, working with with that. You know, all these sorts of things that go on while the uh, recorder is not rolling. That that stuff is not so much fun, but acting is a lot of fun. I really like doing that. <laughs> well, like you said, acting didn't feel like work, but obviously directing did you know to, to uh, that yeah. to that point uh i want to tell a little story about a samuel jackson interview uh samuel jackson was interviewed one time it was during his, some movie that he was uh he was uh shooting and they asked him are you ever going to direct and he said direct no i'm never going to be a director I, you know i'm going to be an actor it's simple when i show <laughs> up on the set when i show up on the set as an actor i I shoot my scenes and then I go back to my trailer and take a nap. <laughs> and while the director is always on call, any problems, anything, anybody have any questions, it all goes to the director. And, you know, he's out there doing his thing 24-7 while I'm in my uh, trailer taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Chris. Thank you. All right, moving on to Joey, who played Lanier. What are some of the most memorable moments that you can recall about being involved in One Last One? Well, uh, there's several moments, but uh, being that this was my first voiceover uh, gig, uh, it was just not being face-to-face -face with someone, feeding off of their facial reactions and, and you know, what they're doing in the moment. So, you know, more memorable is just doing this, looking at my wall or looking at, you know, looking at something that I'm picturing there in my head. But um, I think uh, majority of the, the times that once, you know, we did take after take after take and then Will allowed us to to go and improv. And then that was really fun because you just got to go off of, you know, he said, you don't have to go by the script, just, you know, just say whatever. And I think those times were uh, were also uh, more memorable because you just got to do what you want, you know, stay stay in character, but you know, say how you felt at the time, and that that's easier to do than than sometimes reading a script uh, because you know you're going by these words that you're looking at, other than just what would you naturally say. Absolutely. So, how did you get your start in acting? Well. Well, that's kind of a funny story. I I work for my my regular job is I'm a, I'm actually a police detective, and uh, I would always clown around with the ladies, our our, our records ladies, and uh, one of them came to me one time. She goes, "Man, you would be awesome in like movies or commercials and things like that." I said, well, "If somebody gave me the chance, I would hop on and do it in a heartbeat. That that's what I wanted. I would love to do that. I would love to be." Uh, you know, in, in front of the camera. And she says, you know, I actually know a, a talent agent that, um, you know, she's a real good friend of mine. So I'll actually uh, get y'all hooked up together and, you know, see what it go, where it goes from there. 
And this was back in 2004, I believe. This was right before Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans, because that's where, where I'm from. And uh, I actually met with the, the, the talent agent. And, uh, you know, I've never really acted before. So this is, you know, everything was new for me. But uh, she said, you know, she goes, you have a good look. She says, um, you know, I, I think I can get you some work. She says, let's work with it. Let's, let's see what we can do. And since then, I've made several um, independent films. Actually, that's where I met Will. I met Will on an independent film that we did together. And um, you know, several commercials. And, you know, I actually have a nice little resume going on right now. And, and I'm hoping to, to continue on with it. And, you know, when, when Will presented this opportunity for me, I, said, you know, I jumped on it. Even though I really didn't know how to do it, I was going to make it work. And, uh, you know, Will's a great guy to to allow someone to to do this so i uh, you know appreciate that and uh yeah that that's how i got started so oh I, and that's, <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> sam why did you decide to audition for one last one? Oh, um blackmail i guess we could say actually no what? that's a lie that's a complete lie um <laughs> i didn't audition for this um i was one of the original crew from readthrough.com that that will had you know sent out those invites to to read through on everything and i performed the role on there and i uh, i think it was about a month or so after that had finished up i got an email from will lewis asking me to participate in this uh this voiceover project and i said i've got nothing better to do why the hell not um, and that was that was pretty much the entire process for that. Was this a hard role for you to play? Not particularly. Uh, Jedediah is a pretty nerdy guy, and that is something that I pride myself on being in real life. Um, <laughs> I think the only thing about playing this role that was difficult was trying to <laughs> trying to get everything recorded between the ice cream truck driver going by my apartment. Um, so that we didn't have that in the background of every single scene. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, oh, tons, tons. It still gives me nightmares. This is a question for all of you. What would you be doing if you were not acting or involved in showbiz? And Joey, would you go back to being a police detective? Um... Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I love my job doing that, but uh, it's still what I, I do today. But if the opportunity arises to be a full-time actor, uh, I, I would jump on that in a heartbeat. Uh, but as of right now, I'll, I'll stay as the police detective until I retire. I got about nine more years, so after nine years, I'll retire and hopefully become a full-time uh, whatever type actor, whether it's voiceover at that time, whether it's uh, you know on the small screen or the big screen. What about you, Anna? Um, well, I, I teach when I'm not performing, because obviously performing is not a full-time um, job for most actors, unfortunately. But um, So I teach uh, freelance singing and elocution and drama. Um, but I guess if I could go way back and know that acting was not going to be something I would be able to do, I would want to train as a doctor. I've always been quite obsessed with the uh, medical dramas and... Um, all the kind of medical documentaries we have over here, I, I sit glued to them and wish I could have a taste of that kind of life, making a real difference to people, you know. What about you, Sam? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I mean, I have, I have a day job and hopefully it never becomes my career. 
uh, of you know a lot of retail experience and, and the like. I imagine coming from a long line of teachers, being that both my parents are teachers, my sister's a teacher, and my wife is a teacher, I would probably be a teacher. Um, somewhere in the realm of physics or engineering, I imagine. So that's probably what I enjoyed most when I was in school. But hopefully it never comes to that. I totally hope so for your sake. Absolutely. Well, you do a great job. What about you, Callan? Well, I actually have a degree in social work and my specialties are developmental disabilities, ADHD and brain injury. So I would probably be, uh, go back to um, doing rehabilitation work uh, with brain injury. It was probably my favorite part of social work. And you, Chris? Well, I... Uh... I'm currently a web developer, and I love my job. It's, uh, it's, it's stressful at times, but I do enjoy it. Uh, I would like to be a screenwriter, um, and that's what I'm working towards. I, I'm doing it at, you know, on the side now. And uh, if I were, if I, my dream job, if I were smart enough, is I would be a scientist and an inventor. I want to create warp drive, I want to create transporters, I want to create lightsabers, anything uh, that we don't have right now that's just, uh, you know, amazing to think about. I would be a, cre I would be a, a fantasy inventor. Fascinating. Okay, Will, it's your turn. You're up. Okay, let me let me snuggle up real close to the mic and get <laughs> make it sound like, you know, like this is a real big secret that I'm about to tell. If I could do, if, if I wasn't acting and uh, I, I could pick anything uh, to do, I'd pick, I, I'd be a motorcycle drag racer. Really? Nice. Yes. Uh, and that's all I that, got to say about that. That's all you got to say about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to thank all of you for taking the time. To... Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa, oh, I whoa. thought you were done. Well, we got to find out what you would do, Deborah. Oh, what I would do. Yeah, come on. Don't keep us guessing here. Don't keep us waiting. Well, you know how Sam was talking about teaching. I actually teach a college course on TV, radio, and voiceover announcing. Uh, so... If I'm not doing voiceover work, I'm teaching, and I'm also a news anchor and a TV reporter. So I kind of wear a lot of different hats, and I like doing all of those things. Um, but my true love is voiceover work and being a news anchor. So hopefully those things will continue, but I am doing teaching as kind of my backup plan, and, uh, and that's why I'm doing it part-time right now. Fantastic. Cool. If I could uh, just take a moment to say something about uh, all the wonderful actors here, uh, just that I have been very fortunate to work with uh, Joey, Anna, Sam, and Callan. Uh, they, they, they've all been just, every one of them has a unique talent that I wish I only had 10% of. You know, and that's not, you know, that, 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 that's, I'm not just saying that each one of them has, they're just amazing and, 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 and the talent that they have and what they can do and what they bring, uh, to a production like one last one. And, and I'm just really fortunate and thankful and was so excited, um, 
and blessed to have met them uh, uh, in the course of of working on this project. So, I, and I hope to work with them all again in the future. Absolutely. Aw, sure. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Pish and Pishaw will. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps up this edition of Audible Scripts Behind the Scenes Interview. I'm Deborah Mark, and thanks so much for joining us. And remember to ask all your friends Have you heard any good movies lately? Behind the Scenes Interview, produced by Deborah Mark. Original music by Ben Sullivan, available on iTunes.